Good morning, everybody. Today is my 200th podcast episode. So, as a result of that, to celebrate, I'm not going to speak at all in this voice note. I am going to share with you the most thought provoking audio thing I've heard in my life, really. And uh, it is with three scientists a biologist, a psychologist, a physicist, and Krishnamurti talking about basically our mind, our consciousness, our self how we're always going to fix ourselves, all this stuff. And you kind of, it, it just penetrates you. The way he simplifies it down to real explanation and the science is just kind of, a spot, I'm just kind of shocked in silence at the the truth that comes out of it. And it's an inquiry. These people are speaking with such honesty and respect. It's an amazing to hear such a open conversation without like shouting over each other and stuff. So have a listen to this. It's like 20 odd minutes long. Um, Listen to it if you get time to do it all in one go. And let me know what you think. So comment underneath the post and stuff. I want to know what you think about this. So guys, enjoy it for my 200th episode. I want to know what you think. That's my present. 200 episodes in, all I want back is, let me know what you think of this. Be open-minded. Do not try and interpret things with your old past experiences. Just be open. Listen. Don't try and be fighting for or against us. Listen and see for yourself. You have to inquire, in, uh, you have to inquire yourself into what he's saying to see what you think, okay? Here we go. Enjoy yourself. Speak to you tomorrow. In this complex, contradictory, dualistic existence, that very fact creates the demand for security. Yes. So can, can we Eliminate the self. <laughs> well, we haven't, have we gotten to the self? It seems like there's somebody in there, in here, who's going to juggle all these things and get ah, rid that, of the contradictions. But there's, that means you are different from this, from consciousness. Right. But you are that. You are pleasure, you are fear, you are <coughs> all belief, all that you are. I think we don't please agree with what we're talking what, yeah. what I'm saying. It may be all Tommy well, Rock. I think there are a lot of people who wouldn't agree with that. I think they I would know, say that. I know there are a lot of people who wouldn't agree because mm. they haven't gone into it. They just want to brush all this aside. Well, let's look at this. Is there a self that's separate that's going to be able to somehow iron out these contradictions? Uh, no. Well, how do you know? I mean, the, it seems to me that the. Um, there is a, um, well, at least it may be illusory, but it's very easy to think that one is separate from some of these problems and that there's something inside one which am can make I decisions. Doctor, am I separate from my fear? Am I separate from the agony I go through? The depression? Well, I think that there's something within one which can examine these things, and that in, indicates there is some kind of separation. I, because we ha we, there is the observer yes. separate from the observed. Yes. Is that so? Well, it seems to be so. It seems to be so. Now, this is the, seems to me the problem, that it does seem to be so. I mean, in my own uh, experience, of course, as in many other people's, it does indeed seem that there is an observer observing things like fear and one's own reactions. And it comes out most clearly, I find, in insomnia, if one's trying to sleep 
There's one part of them that says, uh, that's going on with silly worries and ridiculous thoughts round and round. There's another part of one that says, I really want to sleep. I wish I could stop all these silly thoughts. And there one has this ex actual experience of a, yeah, an apparent of course, separation. Of course, of course. So this isn't just a theory. It's an actual fact of experience that there is this kind I of agree. separation. I agree. Now, <clears throat> so... Um, but why does that division exist? Well, that's uh, of Who course, created the division? It may just be a fact. What may not be so? It may just be a fact. That is that so? I want to examine it. I want well, to yes, it so do I. I mean, is it indeed a fact that, there, that consciousness, as it were, has levels, some of which can examine others one at a time? No. Would you kindly consider, is fear different from me? I may act upon fear. Mm. I may say I must suppress it, I might rationalise it, I might transcend it, but the fear is not is me. Well, we I only invent the separation when I want to act upon it. Mm. But otherwise I am fear. The common and ordinary way of analysing would be to say, I feel afraid, as if the afraidness was separate from the I. I want to get out of this state of feeling afraid, so I want to escape from it, leaving the fear behind, and the I will come pass beyond it and somehow escape it. This is the normal way we think. I know, I will. I so, what's wrong with that? Well, you keep up this conflict. But, but it may, I think he's saying it may be inevitable. It may be inevitable, you see. I question it. Well, right, yeah, so then could we make it less... I mean, how, how do you propose to, say, uh, to show it's not inevitable? First of all, when, when there is anger, at the moment of anger, mm. there is no separation. Right? When you're very angry... Yeah, you, of course, I mean... You, what we normally say is you lose control of yourself and the separation disappears, you become the anger, yes. At the moment, when you are really angry, there is no separation. Mm. The separation only takes place after. Mm. I have been angry. Mm. Right? Now, why? Why does this separation take place? Through memory. Through memory, right? Mm. Because I've been angry before. Mm. So the past is evaluating, is past uh, recognizing it. Mm. So the past is the observer. Uh, that may not be obvious, you know. The, for example, I may have physical reactions <coughs> that are, go out of control, like sometimes the hand or <coughs> the body, and, and I say I'm observing those physical reactions going out of control, and I would like to bring them back in, right? Yes. Now, I think somebody might feel the same way, that his mental reactions are going out of control, and that he, they momentarily escaped his control, and that he's trying to bring them back in. See, now, that's the way it may look, or feel to many people. And so what? what? Well, then, then there, there, it, would not, it is not clear, have we made it clear that that is not the case, you see? I, so I'm trying to point out, I don't know if I make myself clear, and when one is 
frightened, mm-hmm. actually. Mm. There is no me separate from fear. Mm. But then there's some... There is a, when there is a time interval, there is the division. And time interval, time is thought. Mm. And when there is thought comes in, then begins the division. Because thought is memory. Yes. The past. Thought involves memory, yes. yes. Involves memory and so on. So thought, memory, knowledge is the past. Mm. So, the past is the observer. Who says, I am different from fear, I must control it? Let's go through this very slowly, because it seems like the experience is that the, the observer is the present. It seems like he's saying, I'm here now, and what am I going to do about this the next time it comes up? Yes. But what, the, what am I going to do about it is the response of the past, because you have already had that kind of experience. So, have you had fear? Surely. Huh? Yes. Deep, you know, something, a fear that's really shaken, yes. devastating one. Yes. And at that second, there is no division. You are entirely consumed by that. Yes. Right? Yeah, right. Now, then thought comes along mm-hmm. and says, I'm, I've been afraid of because of this and because of that. Mm-hmm. Now I must defend myself, mm-hmm. rationalize fear, and so on, so on, so on. It's so obvious. What are, what are we discussing? Well, okay. You see, I think uh, coming back again to the physical reaction, which can also f- consume you, and <clears throat> you say it, at the next moment you say, "I didn't notice it at the time." Thought comes in and says, "That's a physical reaction." Yeah. Now I know it. You see, uh, now we have. What is the difference of these two cases? You see that in the second case, it would make sense to say, "I know that I, rea- that I reacted this way before, right? That, you know, I can take such and such an action." You see that that. that I don't quite follow this. See, somebody um, can feel that it's true I get overwhelmed by a reaction and thought comes in, but that, in, in many areas, that's the normal procedure for thought to come in if, if something shattering happens. And then a moment later you think, what was it? Right? Yes. Now, in some cases that would be correct, right? Quite right. Now, why yeah. is it in this case it is not, you see? Ah, I see what you mean. Answer your, it's answered. You see, but you meet a, a rattle on a walk. Yeah. Which I've done very often. You meet a rattler. He rattles and you jump. That is physical. A self-protective, intelligent mm-hmm. response. That's not fear. 
Right. Well, not psychological fear. Huh? It, it can. It has been called uh, a I kind know, of fear. I don't call that psychological well, fear. No, it's not psychological fear. It's a, a simple physical reaction. Physical of reaction, danger. which is an intelligent reaction, not to be bitten by the. Uh -huh. By rattler. Yeah, but at that a moment later, I can say, no, that's a rattler, and or it's not a rattler. I may discover it's not a rattler. It's another snake, which is not so dangerous. No, not so dangerous. Then, I, then I pass it yeah, by. But then thought comes in, and it's perfectly all right. Yes. Right. Yes. Hmm. But here, when I'm angry or frightened, then uh, thought comes in, and it's not all right. It's not all right yes. because, oh, I, I see what you're saying. Why do I say it's not all right? Because fear is devastating. It, it blocks one's mind, thought, and all the rest oh. of it. it. One shrinks in that fear. Yes, I, I think I see that. You mean that possibly that when thought comes in, it cannot possibly come in rationally in the midst of fear? Yeah. Right? Hmm? Yes. Is that what you? So, in the case of physical danger, it could still come in rationally. Yes. Here it becomes irrational. Yeah. Why I'm asking you, why? Why do I, why doesn't one clear up all this awful mess? Well, it isn't clear. Look, sir. It isn't. It is a messy consciousness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a messy consciousness. Messy consciousness, contradicting, yeah, mm, frightened, mm -hmm. oh, so many fears and so on. It's a messy consciousness. Mm -hmm. Now, why can't we clear it up? Well, it seems we are always trying to clear it up no, after the fact. I think the difficulty lies that we don't recognize deeply this conscious, this messy consciousness is me. And if it is me, I can't do anything. I don't you get the point. You mean you think we think that there's a me separate from this messy consciousness? We think we are separate. Mm. And therefore we are accustomed, it's our conditioning, to act upon it. But I can't do very well do that with, with all this messy consciousness, which is me. So how am I? No, the problem then arises. What is action? We are accustomed to act yeah. upon the messy consciousness. When there is realization, the fact that I am that I can't act, I'm because I'm that. Then what is action? That's non-action. <laughs> okay. That is not okay. That is the <laughs> total difference. Yeah, I think I understand. On the one hand, there's the action of consciousness on itself, which just perpetuates things. Yes. And seeing that, then it ceases to act. It's not <clears throat> non-violent. Sorry. Sorry, sir, what you're saying that the um, normally we have the idea that there's a self which is somehow separate from some of the contents of our messy right, consciousness. Right, right, right. 
If someone tells us we're wonderful, we don't want to be separate from that. But if we feel afraid and something if someone tells us we're awful, we do want to be separate <laughs> from that. So it's rather selective. But nevertheless, we do feel there's something in us which is separate from the contents of this messy consciousness. We normally act in such a way as to um, change uh, the, either the contents of the consciousness or our relation to them or our relation to the world and so on. But we don't normally examine this apparent separation between the self, the me, and the contents of the messy consciousness. That's a, something we don't challenge. Now, you're suggesting that, in fact, the separation which we can actually experience and do, most of us do experience, is in fact something we ought to challenge and look at. And we ought to face the idea that we actually are no, course, the messy I mean, consciousness and nothing so other. Obvious. Well, it isn't obvious, it's very non-obvious, and it's a very difficult thing to realise, because one's very much in the habit of thinking one is separate so, from it. So is our conditioning, can we is, move away from our conditioning? Our conditioning is me. And then I act upon that condition, mm -hmm. separating myself. Mm -hmm. But if I am that, no action, mm -hmm. which is the most positive action. The way that that would be heard, I'm afraid, is that if I don't act on it, it's just going to stay the way it is. Ah. You're suggesting that by recognizing this, there's a sort of the process of recognizing, of facing up to, and of. He's not facing up. Who is to face up? <laughs> not recognize. Who is to recognize it? You see, the, we're always thinking in those terms. Mm. I am that, full stop. Mm. We never come to that realization. Totally. There is some part of me which is clear, and that clarity is going to act upon that which is not clear. That's a, always this goes on. Yes. Yeah. I'm, we are, I'm saying the whole content of one's consciousness is unclear, messy. There is no part of it that's not that's clear. We think there is a part which is the observer separating himself from the mess. Mm -hmm. <coughs> so the observer is the observed. Good old story. Right. <laughs> you were raising the question of action, or if that is the case, uh, who is to, how is action to take place? Uh, I say, no. When I see, when there is perception of that which is true, that very truth is sufficient, it's finished. Yeah. You've said also, for example, that that, that mess itself realizes its yes. own messiness. Messiness, right? it's finished. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you suggesting that the realization of the messiness itself in some way dissolves the messiness? Yes. Not a separative realization that I am messy. The fact is, consciousness is messy. Mm -hmm. 
full stop. Mm-hmm. And I can't act upon it. Mm-hmm. Because previously, acting upon it was a wastage of energy. Mm-hmm. Because it's, I never solved it. I've struggled, I've taken vows, I've done all kinds of things to resolve this messy stuff. And it has never been cleared. Mm-hmm. Maybe partially, occasionally. Well, I think that's another aspect of this. In therapy uh, or in our own lives, we seem to have insights that are partial, that we clear up a particular problem and gain some clarity and order for a time. And then the thing returns in some other form or in the same form. You're suggesting that the thing needs to be done across the board in some way. Before the observer acted upon it, upon the messy consciousness, saying, I'll clear this up, give me time, you know, all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. But, and that's a wastage of energy. Right. When the fact that you are that, you're not wasting energy, mm-hmm. which is attention. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to go into this. Oh no, this is very interesting. Please do. Would we agree that? Acting upon it is a wastage of energy. Yes. Hmm? Just creates more disorder. No, it creates most disorder, and there is this constant conflict between me and the not me. Mm-hmm. The me who is the observer, mm-hmm. and I battle with it. Right. Control it, suppress it, uh, anxious, worry, you follow. Mm-hmm. But which is all essentially wastage of energy. Mm-hmm. Whereas I am this messy consciousness is me. I have come to realize that through attention. Not I have come to realize sorry. Uh, would you say that the consciousness itself has come to realize it? Yes. I mean That's without right. me, right? Yes. Which is total attention I'm giving to this consciousness. Not I'm, there is attention and inattention. Mm-hmm. Inattention is wastage of energy. Mm-hmm. Attention is energy. I, when, I, when there is observation that, confu- that consciousness is messy, that fact can only exist when there is total attention. And when there is total attention, it doesn't exist anymore, mm-hmm. confusion. It is only inattention that creates the problems. Refute it. <laughs> but, sir, I don't understand entirely what you are This total attention that you are talking about, would only be able to have this effect if it somehow was something completely in the present and devoid of memory. Of course, of course. Attention is that. 
if you attend now, yes, if I attend to what you have said mm. just now, devoid of memory, which is attention, I listen to you not only with the central ear, mm. but with the other ear, which is I'm giving my whole attention to find out what you're saying, which is actually in the present. Attention, inattention, there is no centre. Because the, the, attention, the attention and the thing attended to become one, you mean? Huh? You mean there's no centre in the attention because the attention is all there is. The thing attended to and the attention is all there is. Ah, no, no. My, there is messiness because I've been inattentive. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. When, the, when there is the observation of the fact that the observer is the observed, mm -hmm. and that state of observation in which there is no observer as the past, that is attention. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if you've gone into the question of meditation here. I, I don't that's another subject for you. Mm. Well that, that may be a relevant subject. It seems that that what you're talking about may happen partially. I, it can't happen. Then you keep how partial um, mess and partial not mess. We're back again to the same position. Yes. But do you think this kind of attention you're talking about is the sort of thing that many people experience occasionally in moments of great beauty or occasionally a piece of music they're really enjoying, lose themselves and so on? Do you think that many of us have had glimpses of this in these kinds That's of experience. It. That's it. When I see a mountain, mm. the majesty, the dignity and the depth of it drives away myself. Mm -hmm. A child with a toy, the toy absorbs him. Mm. Mountain has absorbed me. Mm. Toy has absorbed the child. Mm -hmm. I said that means something, there is something outside which will absorb me, mm. which will make me peaceful, mm. which means an outside agency mm. that will mm. keep me quiet. Mm. God, prayer, um, looking up to something or other. If I reject an outside agency completely, Nothing can absorb me. Then I'm, they say, well, if you absorb me, when you are gone, I'm back to myself. Yes. So I discard any sense of external agency which will absorb me. So I'm left with myself. That's my point. I see. So you're suggesting that when this happens partially, it's because we're depending on something. Yes, of course. I see. It's like my depending on my wife. Uh -huh. Or my therapist, or no, my problem. Something or other. Yeah. Like a Hindu, Catholic, or anybody, they depend on something. Uh -huh. Therefore, dependence demands attachment. 
Now, it's possible to listen to you say this and have the idea of what you're talking about and try and do that. Ah, you can't do it. <laughs> that means you're acting again. Uh -huh. You want something out of it. In exchange, I, I give you this, give me that. Uh -huh. That's just a trade. Uh -huh. Here it's not like that. You are inquiring into something which is, demands a great deal of thought, a great deal of intelligence uh -huh. and attention. That says, look, why is there this division, this mess in the world? Because my con our consciousness is messy, and so the world is messy. From that arises, is, the, is it possible to be free of the Self? Consciousness, the messy consciousness is the Self. Mm -hmm. It's not free to, possible to be free from the contents of consciousness, different experiences, as long as my eyes are open and I'm looking and I see all sorts of different things. Now, when, what you were saying about the attention when one's looking at a mountain, for example, are you suggesting that if I have that same kind of attention to everything I experience, uh, that then this is the you same? Again, you experience. Yes, but all right, but but you are the experience. Yes. Right. Hmm. That means there is no experience. <laughs> There's just attention, you mean. Experience involves remembrance. Hmm. Time. Hmm. And which is the past. Hmm. Therefore, the experiencer is the experienced. If I seek illumination, Enlightenment, or whatever you might like to call it, I'm then trying to do all kinds of things to achieve that. Mm. But I don't know what illumination is. I don't know, not because you said it or Buddha said it or somebody else said it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to find out. Which means that the mind must be totally free. From prejudice, from fear, and all the rest of that messy business. Mm -hmm. So, my concern is not illumination, but whether the content of my consciousness can be claimed, whatever word you use. That's my concern. Not concern, that's my inquiry. And as long as I am separate from my consciousness, I can experience it, I can analyze it, I can tear it to pieces, act upon it, which means perpetual conflict between me and my consciousness. I wonder why we accept all this. Why do I accept that I'm a Hindu? Why do I accept that I'm a Catholic? You follow? Yes. Why, do, why do we accept what other people say? 
Well, we say it ourselves. Huh? We say it ourselves. Yes. No, not only we say it, but it's encouraged, sustained, nourished by people outside. Mm -hmm. Why? Why do we accept? He is a professor, mm -hmm. and he's teaching me. I accept that. Because he knows biology much more than I do. I go to his class and I'm being informed with what he says. Mm -hmm. But he's not my guru. Mm -hmm. He's not my uh, behavioral guide. Mm -hmm. He's giving me information of bi biology and I'm interested in it. I want to study it and I want to go out in the field and do all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. But why do we accept authority, psychological authority? Spiritual, quote, spiritual authority. Mm -hmm. Again, we come back to security. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do, but you know better than I do. Mm -hmm. You're my guru. Mm -hmm. I refuse that position. <laughs> mm -hmm. But don't we arrive at the same set of problems if we start not from... Um, authority, but from responsibility. That, say I'm a father, I have this child, we've agreed I'll some time ago. instructed, of course. You have to look after of this course, baby. Of course, Fine. But now, you, in order to feed the baby, you become preoccupied with security. Job, tenure, you know, house. Yeah, of course, protecting of course, the house against marauders and so on. Of course. Don't you get into the same lot of things about the preoccupation with security, starting not from authority, but from responsibility? For others, for children, for example. Of course. So if if you, then what is the answer to that? It's easy to say you should reject responsibility. Of course, if I have money, if I earn money, mm. job, and so on, I have to look after myself. I have servants. I have to look after servants, my children, perhaps their children too. Mm. I to, I'm responsible for all that. Yes. Physically, I'm responsible. Mm. To give them food, to give them right amount of money, allow the, their children to go to proper school, like my children. Mm. I'm responsible for all that. Mm. But isn't that going to bring you back to the same position of insecurity and so on that you were trying to uh, dissolve by um, this uh, rejection of authority? I, I, I don't see. Why I need spiritual or psychological authority? Because if I know how to read myself, mm. I don't need anybody to tell me. Mm. Mm -hmm. But we have never attempted deeply to read the book of myself. Mm -hmm. I come to you and say, please help me to read. Mm -hmm. And then the whole thing is lost. But I think what Rupert is asking is that if, if we start by, by assuming responsibility for other people, that yes. entails... Uh, what? My, my earning capacity. Which must be secure. Yes, secure as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Not right. in countries where there's tremendous unemployment. So you're saying that that doesn't entail any psychological insecurity? No, of course not. But when I say, he's my servant, I'm going to keep him in that place. You follow? No. Tell I me mean, more. I treat him as a servant. Yeah. Which, which becomes irresponsible. I don't know, naturally. 
But it, you, if it's a servant, you can, he can mm. come and go. But if it's ah, a child, he can't come and go. I'm part of my family. Yeah. I think the question is something like this, that suppose you are responsible for a family and the conditions are difficult, you may not have a job, and you may start to worry about it and become insecure then psychologically. I, uh, yes. Right? I don't worry about it. There is, it is, I have no more money. So my friend, I have no more money. If you want to stay, the, share the little food I have, we'll share it. Right. But uh, you're saying that even if you are unemployed and you're responsible for a family, it will not disturb the uh, order of the mind, right? Of course not. You will find an intelligent way to solve Deal it. Deal with it. Yeah. But this kind of worry as a result of responsibility is relative. I don't call it worry. <laughs> I am responsible. Yes. And therefore I, I look after as much as I can. If and if I'm you not, can't. If you can't. I can't. Why should I worry and bother? I can't. It's a fact. Mm -hmm. well, you're saying that it's possible to be completely free of worry, for example, in the face of great difficulties. Yes. There's no... You see, that's what I'm saying. Where there is attention, there's no need to... There's no worry, because there's no center from which you're attending. There are still problems, and there may still be responsibilities that one's... Of course it has problems, so I resolve them. But if you can't resolve them, then if I your family is starving... I can't. Why should I worry about it? I can't be a Queen of England. No. No, so why should I worry But if you're a poor Indian, unemployed, your family is starving, there's nothing you can... You've tried everything, you've failed, and you don't worry... Actually, surprisingly enough, a lot of poor Indians in just that situation <laughs> don't worry. That's the most amazing thing about India. But then, of course, people coming along looking from outside say, well, this is fatalism. Yes, that's right. And it's often regarded as the disease of India, the very fact that so many people manage not to worry in those circumstances to so the degree that we I'd would I'd like expect. to ask a question. You've listened to all this. Mm -hmm. Missy consciousness. Mm -hmm. Does one realize it? An empty, empty the content. Mm -hmm. Fear, you know the whole business. Yeah. Does it interest you? Yes. Totally. Yes. That means what? It means you just listen. No, it means a conversation, dialogue between us, mm -hmm. penetrating deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm -hmm. uh, which means you must be free to examine. Free from your prejudice, mm -hmm. from your previous experience. Mm -hmm. Of course, otherwise you can't examine. Mm -hmm. You can't investigate. Investigare means explore, you know, mm -hmm. push it, push it, push it further and further. Am I, are, you, are we willing to do that? So that actually the self is not. <laughs> but when the self is not, it doesn't mean you can't, you neglect your wife, your children, you are, mm -hmm. uh, follow? That yeah. becomes so silly, it's like taking a, becoming a sannyasi and going off into the mountains. 
monk going off into a monastery. That it's extraordinary escape. Uh-huh. The fact is, I have to deal with my wife and children, and if I have a servant, can I be so totally without the self that I can intelligently deal with this problem? 